Chapter Fourteen of Grandpa's Darlings by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Fourteen: The Party. Such a bustle of preparation as we were in at our house. Our house means the new uncle's and mine. We had been keeping it for nearly a year when Minnie came to see us. Mama and she came together, and Papa was coming after them well on this particular day we were getting ready for a party on one unlucky day i had said in minnie's presence that i had half a mind to invite my sunday-school class to spend the afternoon and take tea with us while minnie was there after that she gave me no peace until i promised and mamma and nora and i had been for two days getting ready you see it was no small matter to invite my class to tea it was not made up of half a dozen or so nice little girls or mainly boys i had the infant class forty infants some of them just old enough to cry and want to go home to mamma right in the midst of the lesson the very little ones will not come i suppose i said when we talked the plans over they will be afraid to when you grow up and have an infant class and are going to invite them to tea you needn't plan in any such way every single one of them came we called it coming to tea but coming to milk would have been the truer name they didn't drink tea and they did drink milk the long table looked very pretty when we had it all arranged there was a large bouquet of beautiful bright flowers in the centre and at each end a smaller one there was a cup at each plate filled with rich milk some of our guests we knew were too small to be trusted with goblets and of course we had to treat them all alike so we used cups there were nice light biscuits all spread and with a slice of tender chicken tucked away between each one there were little puffy patty cakes brimful of raisins and frosted so thick that they looked like snowballs this last piece of folly minnie is responsible for she begged for it such nonsense said minnie's mamma but she beat the eggs with all her might and looked on well pleased we hadn't a great deal of cake we had just sense enough left to remember that the mothers would thank us to be very sparing of that but we had great pound sweetings baked to just the right shade of brown and the crowning beauty at least in minnie's eyes was a glass dish full of bright yellow oranges one for each at precisely three o'clock they came not one at a time ringing the doorbell and walking in properly as their elders do they didn't even come by twos and threes somewhere on the road they had gathered and had been waiting the exact moment that they had been invited for as the clock struck the gate clicked and in they rushed the whole forty you needn't expect me to give you any idea of the din there was i couldn't do it they all wanted their hats and sacks taken off at once and then they wanted them on again to go outdoors and we managers almost lost our senses trying to keep them straight such an afternoon as that was we couldn't leave the little mortals alone for two minutes without having an accident or a quarrel they were every one of them trying to be perfect too 
the only trouble was that like the most of us they didn't succeed minnie had brought out her treasures with which to entertain them among other things was albertina seraphina a new doll with real hair and a silk dress with lace puffings it was before the days of overskirts or she certainly would have had one that doll which we had meant to be such a joy to them was a source of trouble all the time before the afternoon was over i heartily wished that the pink checked darling was three hundred miles away safely shut up in her grandmother's bureau drawer first one child cried to hold her and then another and little minnie's face was red and the tears stood on the edges of her eyes half the time lest her precious child should be dropped or bruised finally the trouble reached its height susie phelps and carrie stone two of the more quiet children had been allowed to take miss abby which was the short for albertina over into a corner to look at her while i showed the great album full of pictures to the smaller ones but susie and carrie quarrelled and this was the way of it she is bigger than any doll you ever had said susie in a superior tone and with a disagreeable emphasis on the you i guess i've had as big dolls as you have any day carrie said quickly then susie oh carrie stone what a story i've had the biggest doll ever was in this town you haven't either i have too i say you haven't you're an old story-teller i'll tell my mother and she won't let me play with you any more i don't care i don't want to play with you and i shan't ask you to my party either you needn't i wouldn't come if you do but my doll is bigger than yours for all that she isn't either mine is bigger than this oh that is a story she isn't near as big she is she isn't she is and then they talked so loud and so fast that we couldn't tell what either of them said and they were too angry to even attend to me when i put down the album and came over to talk to them and finally susie phelps burst into a perfect storm of tears and ran screaming down the yard out at the gate and so home without hat or cloak or sack after that we locked miss albertina seraphina into my clothes press and wouldn't let her come out again while the party lasted though she was much the best behaved person there and minnie's mamma said if we should send some of the guests into the other clothes press and lock them in we should have a much better time pretty soon we all went to tea all but susie phelps i am glad to say that her mother wouldn't let her come back so she ate her supper at home if she had any we had great trouble in getting our company seated at least a dozen of them wanted to sit at the head of the table as we had called this minnie's birthday party i had arranged to seat her at the head and put the basket of puffy cake in front of her plate i think it was that cake that made the mischief and very troublesome mischief there was i didn't know how naughty a party of little people could act when they tried if i can't sit there i don't want to sit anywhere one of them said and another i ought to sit there i'm the oldest 
no you ain't said a pet little mousie of about five i'm sure i'm the oldest i had a birthday last week i hadn't the least idea what to do with any of them it was new business to me i had never had any but grown-up company before who sat where i told them to and waited until they got home before they made any remarks minnie i said suppose you take this seat and we will let trudy sit there as she is older than the rest and you can imagine the wicked state of mind into which we had all got when i tell you that our little minnie who had had the most careful teaching not only as to what was polite but what was right actually puckered her lips and said she wanted to sit there where auntie bell had said she could and she wasn't going to sit anywhere else then indeed i was at my wit's end i thought if the minister were only here did i tell you that the new uncle was a minister he would be sure to do something but he had been sent for just a little while before it began to look to me very much as though we should none of us get any supper but suddenly minnie's mamma who had managed young parties before came to the rescue now she said briskly i'll tell you what we are all going to do you are each of you going to take a seat just exactly where i put you and we are not going to say another word about it only if there is any one who would rather not have any supper than to sit where i put her she needn't eat a single bit we will excuse her and let her go and sit on that lounge until the rest of us are through now minnie i'll seat you first you are to sit here pointing to a seat halfway down the table and that little girl in a pink dress may come and take this seat at the head wise mamma the little girl in the pink dress was the smallest and quietest and poorest of all the company and was perfectly astonished at the notice taken of her what a queer way to treat company i couldn't help thinking but it had the effect that we wanted each one slipped quietly into her seat there was that in the lady's face that said i mean what i say and no one it seemed had the least idea of going without her supper after that we had a peaceful time to be sure there were rivers of milk spilled and some of the very little ones would take more cake than we dared let them eat but those things we expected the minister came home before we were through supper and after it was over he carried them all off to the parlor and they had a happy time if you had kept him at home to play with the children this afternoon i don't believe we should have had a bit of trouble this was what minnie's mamma said as she heard the gleeful laughs that came to us from the parlor the next thing that happened was a hard shower it came up so suddenly that we all started in amazement as the rain rushed in at us from the open doors and windows then what a hurrying to and fro we had closing windows all over the house as we met each other on the stairs we would say i hope it is only a shower or how will those children ever get home but if it was a shower it meant to last until we would call it by a more dignified name it rained and rained and the more we tried to comfort the children with the thought that it would soon be over the harder the rain seemed to come 
some of the younger ones added to the shower with many tears lest they should never get home again at last we began to change the tone of our comfort and say oh they will send for you don't be afraid but they didn't they evidently thought that people who had gotten themselves into such a scrape as that might get out the best way they could it grew to be a serious question how the little mortals were to be got home we held many councils over the kitchen table we talked by twos the third one going in to keep guard over the little prisoners while the others discussed ways and means it ended in the minister getting out rubbers and umbrella and going across lots to a great-hearted neighbor's from whence he presently came in a long hay wagon with big brown horses harnessed before it into this wagon after much struggling with hats shawls and gloves we rolled and tumbled the little sprites and it was with a sigh of great relief and satisfaction that we saw the brown horses move slowly away what an afternoon we had had we told each other with much laughing that we should never forget it never and i don't believe we ever will the minister did his sighing somewhat later in the evening and i don't think there is any danger of his forgetting the first party that we ever gave the next day we lived the funny part of it over again in a letter to grandpa and grandma and after a few days there came back this answer grandpa says tell minnie i am very glad that she shut albertina seraphina into the clothes press i should hardly have liked her to be influenced by all the little people who were around her and tell auntie bell that i recommend her before she gives another party to read the story in the bible of the man who before he built his house sat down and counted the cost perhaps she did though and if she had interest on her money all right i studied a little over this message before i decided just what it meant i wonder if you can all tell end of chapter fourteen